I tell you, Pastor Joe, um, it's probably a good thing we live in South Africa because if we were living here in the South Shore, I'm sure we'd be attending City Reach Church, which is now going to be City Point, and my wife, I think she'd be late for church every Sunday because she'd have to go to Marshall's. Uh, we congratulate you. I, I, I just think what God is doing is absolutely tremendous, and uh, I, I, I believe God has honored you on the Saturday church, and um, it's obviously been very different for everyone, but I also believe now you'll see a continued growth as you move back to Sundays, and we really do want to say uh, congratulations. God is so good. We, we have a few of our Monday Musings devotional books here. This does not replace your daily devotions, folk. You need, and I encourage you to have daily devotions. Much of uh, what I share comes out of my daily time with the Lord and the Word. But uh, I've been blogging since 2009, and I've had people say, why aren't you putting that into print? So last year I did it, and I had these books here last year, but we... I uh, have only a couple of boxes of books left as we're itinerating across Canada, and I've brought some today. They're $20. All of the, the, the proceeds go towards the ministries that you heard about on the video today. We have access to Visa and American Express. Uh, if you don't have the cash today, my wife and I will be at the table later, and we'd love to pay. You know, my wife reads this every Monday morning, and I said, "Hon, you... you, you you edited all of these. You you know them. She said, but Don, they're good. And she said, you should be reading them too. <laughs> so, um, you know, if your wife uh, says that, then I, I'd suggest these can be of value to you. The idea is to start your work week, not to replace your daily devotions, but uh, once a week on Mondays to read um, a devotional that gets your week going. Well, I want to take the time we have left to talk about, I believe, a subject today that's fitting in the change that you're going through as a church. And I want to talk out of Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. And let me take time to read it to you quickly. Because um, some would get very uncomfortable with this chapter. We're global workers. That's a fancy name for missionaries. And when a missionary stands up and reads out of Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, some might get nervous and say, he's meddling. What is he trying to get me to do? Folk, you don't have to leave Brossard for God to uh, stir you up. You're moving 500 meters or 500 feet. You're, you're going to be stirred up. It means change. And, and so Genesis chapter 12 is not about necessarily leaving your country to go somewhere else. But it's about uh, what I call disruptions, divine disruptions that lead to divine interventions. And uh, God said to Abram, who later became Abraham, the Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. God says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. City Point Church, you will be a blessing. In a few weeks' time, you're no longer City Reach, you're City Point. 
And I believe God would say to you that he will make you a blessing. New location, new opportunity, new day, new time. And God wants to make you a blessing to this community. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. You know what? People can criticize, but God has the final word. Amen? Praise the Lord for that. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And in the midst of that, God says, do not forget me. Do not forget the Lord. So we see that Abraham had some uh, divine interruptions in his life. And I, I want to talk for a few moments about divine uh, interruptions versus divine interventions. God said to Abraham, leave your country, leave your people, leave your father's household. It's Father's Day weekend. That wouldn't be easy. And then go to the land I will show you. You're going in just a few weeks' time. You're going to another location. Interruptions, folks. My wife and I have experienced it. Some of you know our journey. It is 10 years ago, August, that God sovereignly said, your time at Evangel is finished. Folk, I got to be honest, we thought we'd be there till retirement. I, I really did. And maybe that, was, maybe that was God nudging and saying, hold on here. Don't get too comfortable. But God began to interrupt about six months before we left Evangel. God began to interrupt my life. And I, 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 I lived with it. Pastor Joe probably doesn't even know all the details. I'd look out of that office window, what I called my vision window, and something was changing, and I couldn't shake it. So I went home to tell my wife, and gentlemen, if you need to tell your wife something important, take her out for supper. So we went out for supper, and I told her what God was doing in my heart. And she said, Don, God is saying the same thing, almost word for word to her. We experienced a divine interruption. But, folk, I can say 10 years later, we have not once ever felt that it was an interruption, but we actually saw God's intervention. We've never once regretted it. We've never once looked back and say, what did we do? Because when you allow God to interrupt your life, he's going to intervene with something else that he wants you to do. God is interrupting this church. You're moving. God's interrupting you, but it's for his divine intervention for greater things to come. That's what God loves to do. And then these interventions. Uh, God said to Abram, I will make you into a great nation. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you. And all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. It's no different in international missions. And this, this I, I was looking on your website early this morning, and, and you're par in partnership uh, also with the Pentecost Assemblies of Canada. So thrilled that Pastor Joe was at General Conference, and we were there together, and I, I'm so thankful that you released him to go. We need to be at these conferences to see what God is doing. And PAOC is moving into its 100th year. 100 years of history, and in the international missions of the PLC, the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, it's actually been working over uh, 100 years to 110 years. 
that missions has been a part of our fellowship. Even though the fellowship wasn't even birthed yet, missions was happening. 3,000 full-time messengers in 80 countries over uh, 110 years. 51,900 churches have been planted over 110 years. 12 million people have decided to follow Jesus in 110 years. That's amazing. And, and 40,000 workers trained over those 110 years. And today, there are 340 global workers in 75 countries. I see the Charbonneaus on your screen. Uh, just a, uh, gems of missions in Haiti. And, and folk, you are, you are honoring people who have given of their lives. 340 global workers in 75 countries. I would say that God has been good to the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada in its 100 years of existence and the missions that went beyond even 100 years. God has been good. God has been good to this church. You're two years old, and you're going through some growing pains. God has been good. And in the midst of God's goodness, Deuteronomy gives this caution in verse uh, 10 to 11 of chapter 8. When, I love this, not if, in brackets is my words. When speaks that God is going to bless. Not if God blesses. When God blesses. When you have eaten and are satisfied. Praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Folk, I was so thrilled with the strong response of hand applause about the video that you saw today. That says that you know God is blessing. Even though it's change, God is blessing. When God blesses you, you, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. See, in the midst of blessing, in the midst of growth, in the midst of change, in the midst of expansion, there is a danger that the older we get the more we forget. Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada is 100 years old. There's a danger that the older we get as a fellowship of churches, we forget what God has done over 100 years. You're only two years old as a church. Pastor Joe and I pastored in a church that has celebrated 100 years. Two becomes 10, 10 becomes 50, 50 becomes 100 if God should tarry. And you might be a young church now, but you are going to get older as a church. God says, do not forget the blessings. Do not forget what God has done for you. Because there's risks to forgetting the Lord, and I'm going to go through these quickly. See, there's a danger that pride sets in. Deuteronomy 8, 12, and 13, when you build fine houses and settle down, and, I love these conjunctions, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud. You will forget the Lord your God. There's another risk self-centeredness. and We could spend a lot of time on this, but I, I won't today. It's really self-explanatory because Deuteronomy 8 says, you may say to yourself, folk, in the church, this is the most, the biggest danger of all, self. Self gets in the way. 
and we, we start to get self-centered. The church is all about me. And I challenge you, the older that City Point Church gets, I challenge you to never allow me to get in the way of God and what he wants to do. The church is not about me. The church is about Jesus Christ who died for the church. The church is not about me. The church is a people outside the walls of this theater who need Jesus Christ. It's not about me. Because the danger of self-centeredness is that you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth, here it is, for me. This church is not for me. This church is not for you. This church is for those who are yet to hear about Jesus. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms His covenant, which He swore to your fathers as it is today. There's a third aspect to risk of forgetting the Lord, and I, I, I really will go by this quickly, but folk, the older you get as a church, the lazier we can become. And, and we just take everything for granted. Proverbs 10.4 says, Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. Don't get lazy as a church. Don't just say, you know what, uh, I've done enough. Let somebody else do it. Let's all get involved and get our hands dirty, so to speak, so that we can see God's blessing upon the church. Well, if there's risks to forgetting the Lord, then I've got good news. There's benefits of remembering the Lord. And those benefits are so simple. Daily assurance. Deuteronomy 9.3. Be assured, I love this, today. Not just yesterday. Be assured today that the Lord your God is the one who goes across ahead of you. City Point Church. I'm not even calling it City Reach anymore. You got a new name. City Point Church. God goes ahead of you. Like a devouring fire, when the enemy tries to discourage, when the enemy tries to disrupt, I want you to know that God can destroy the disruption that keeps you from moving forward, and he will subdue the enemy before you, and you will drive them out and annihilate them if necessary. And folk, we're not talking annihilating people here. We're talk, talking the schemes that the enemy tries to put in place. God can take care of that. Hallelujah. As the Lord has promised you. That's a benefit of remembering the Lord. I love the, the corporate strength and courage that comes in remembering the Lord. In other words, I'm talking now about you as a church, City Point Church. This is what God would say to you. And I believe it's a word for this church this morning. I really do. Be strong and courageous, City Point. Do not be afraid or terrified because of what the enemy might try to do. For the Lord your God goes ahead with you. Hallelujah. He goes with you. He's not, he's not somewhere in the distance. He goes with you. I said to my wife this morning as I was spending some time early just preparing my heart for this service, I, I was reminded that the Holy Spirit resides within me. And for some who maybe are new to the faith, that may sound weird. What do you mean the Holy Spirit is within me? Well, first of all, He is a spirit. So He, he, he doesn't have 
physical flesh, he resides within us. And you know the Spirit resides in you because there's times that you do something that you feel convicted about or God says something clearly to you and you know that just doesn't come from anywhere. It comes from the Holy Spirit who is in you. And folk, that's what God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity does. They reside within you. And because of that, they're not somewhere in the distance or somewhere over here. The, the Lord goes ahead of you because he's in you. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful thought. And I believe it's for this church. And then I love the same God who's with City Point corporately is with every single person who makes up City Point Church. The same God who's with you as a church is with you as an individual and gives you personal attention. Folk, this is for people in this room today that may be struggling. The Lord himself, speaking now because uh, God gave this word to Moses to give to Joshua. See, the beauty of all of these texts is that it started in Genesis 12, God's promise to Abraham, and he said, we're going to take you into a land. Abraham never got there, but then Moses was used to get people to the edge of the promised land. God said to Moses, you're not going to get there either, but you're, there's a young man by the name of Joshua who's going to take you there. And the same God who was with Israel is the same God that was with Joshua, and it's the same God that's with you. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The same God who's with the church, City Point, on a daily basis, the same God who's with City Point is the same God that's with you as an individual. What a powerful thought for someone in this room this morning. So what's the take home? I don't like conclusions. What's the take home? What do I encourage you to take home with you today? There's just a couple of questions I'll go through quickly. First of all, what is in your hands? See, if this church is going to be blessed, it's not just dependent on Pastor Joe and the three leaders that were introduced this morning. It's all of us working together. All of us have giftings in our hands. I am not gifted with my hands mechanically or with construction. I if I try to repair something at home, I would make at least five trips to Home Depot. That's just the way it is. But I maybe have some other giftings that others don't have. We all have giftings. And I want to ask you this morning, what is in your hands? I, um, I tell my wife, somehow she has to tell the stories of Chitanga Creations. And we're putting out a newsletter this week. And by the way, we have a, if, if you are interested in our newsletter, we don't, we don't approach about money, a, the rare occasion if there's a need. But our three to four newsletters a year are simply to report. If you'd like to have a report uh, once every three months or so, our newsletter list is out there. You can sign it. Please print clearly so we can make sure we get the right email. We'd be glad to keep you informed of what you're investing in even today with the offering to Angola. But folk in this Chitenge Creation Sewing School, now two schools, the dream has become a reality. My wife, for, for a number of years, has said, we've got to get into the townships of South Africa. We're now there. You saw it in the video. These ladies, and, and I think they've had one or two men who have graduated as well. These ladies have come into a school, and they've never touched a sewing machine in their life. And one year later, they come out as seamstresses, and they get their own self-sustaining businesses. And Marie could tell you stories. Feel free to ask her after to give you one or two stories of ladies who now have their own business and they're sustaining their family as a result of this.
These ladies have discovered that they have sewing skills in their hands. What is in your hands? I think of this retired school teacher from Zambia, the one on the left in the colorful dress. She was at one of our summits, and, and uh, she received one of these manuals, and she said, Don, I, I, I'm a retired school teacher. What do I have? And today, and I'm, I don't know if I told the story here last year, but I'm just very, very quickly, because I want to come to one closing story. Six months later, we were back in Zambia. And she came running up to me. She said, Don, you won't believe it. I am mentoring 16 school teachers in this CLI manual, The Six Pillars of Integrity. And now they've gotten into a school where now the uh, deputy headmaster has said there'll be two 45-minute sessions per week with all of the students going through The Six Pillars of Integrity. And the headmaster said the teachers must attend to from a retired school teacher. She found something in her hands. What is in your hands? And then I want to ask you this question. Uh, Ecclesiastes 9.10, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Let me ask this second and last question. Do you see divine interruptions as an obstacle in your life or as an opportunity for divine interventions? Some people fear God interrupting their life. My life is pleasant right now. I don't want God to mess with it. My wife and I have learned that if there's an interruption, we look forward to it because we know there's going to be a blessing of God's intervention. We've learned that, and we live by that. I'm not asking you to consider leaving Brassard or this country. God may call some to do that. But you know what? You're facing a disruption as a church that's going to lead to an intervention in a whole new facility on a whole new day, a whole new time. Are you going to see it as an interruption or are you going to see it as God's intervention to bring blessing to City Point Church? Let me tell you this quick story because this, this will actually seal what you've given to in an offering today. I met Pedro Perez a number of years ago. It's a long story with many chapters. But he, the man on the right, is from Portugal originally. God brought him to Edmonton, Alberta to pastor 15 one five Portuguese-speaking people. It was a struggle for him and his family to come to Canada and pastor 15 people. God blessed that church grew to 65. God began to birth on Pedro's heart to go to Angola. And the church would send him on yearly missions trips to Angola. And while he was there, he met the man on the left. His name is Pastor Amada. He worked for the uh, Angolan government as a veterinarian. God brought these two together. Both of them had interruptions. Pedro Perez's life was interrupted in Portugal, brought him to Canada. And then he started going to Angola on missions trips. And then he met Pastor Amada. And God began to interrupt Pastor Amada's life. And 14 years ago, they planted a church. Named it after the church in, in Edmonton, Charisma Pentecostal Church. And folk, 14 years later, just before my wife and I returned to Canada, literally I came home from Angola, and two days later we got on a plane to come to Canada. I had the privilege of preaching at their 14th anniversary services. And this is just people from the area of Bengala. They now have, listen to this, in 14 years, 27 churches. They've 
figure it numbers about 18,000 people, and 5,000 people came to this basketball arena to celebrate their 14th anniversary celebration. And that morning, 150 people came to know Jesus. That's just one-third of the people that came to the altar. Why? Because God interrupted two men's lives and said, if you'll trust me, I will bless you, and I will make you a blessing. While I was there, we did a mini summit uh, for CLI, and that's when leadership said we must bring commissioning a lifestyle of integrity to Angola, and that's why we're investing in Angola. And every dollar that you've raised today, someone else is going to match it dollar for dollar, and we are moving back into Angola to take the message of integrity. And then what amazes me, folks, is that... Oh, uh, when my wife and I were in Angola nine years ago, oops, what happened here? When my wife and I were in Angola nine years ago, can we go back to, there we go, let me go to this one. I had the privilege of baptizing 25 people in the Atlantic Ocean. Two young Chinese men were walking along the beach and said, what's going on here? And they didn't know they were talking to the youth pastor. And the youth pastor said, he said, um, well, these people have given their hearts to Jesus. They're obeying the Lord in waters of baptism as a testimony of their faith in Jesus Christ. Young Chinese men said, oh, my mother's a Christian in China. And she's praying that I'll give my heart to Jesus. And that morning, both men accepted Jesus. We baptized both of them in the Atlantic Ocean. Nine years later, Right now, we did not know nine years ago that nine years later we'd have a ministry to Chinese who live and work on the continent of Africa where we build a bridge, a relationship. We have a center where they come to, where they're ministered to. We didn't know it nine years ago when that uh, baptism took place, but just last year, we had our grand opening celebration and over 120 Chinese came to that center and we're building bridges of relationship. And many of them are saying, just Joel, like a man said to you this week, tell me about your faith. I want to tell you, folk, as I turn this service in a moment back to Pastor Joe, I want to tell you, if you see interruptions as an obstacle, then you'll probably miss the blessings of God's intervention. That's not to lay a guilt trip on us. Folk, and I say it only because there's people in this room who were in evangel when we transitioned. One of the most difficult decisions of our life, but when we made the decision, we have not once looked back. You will discover when you trust God with what is in your hands, that he will use you for kingdom purposes. It may re be right here in Brossard, in this church. It may be in the province of Quebec. It may be another part of Canada. It may be another part of the world. But when you trust God's process, it's not an interruption. It's an intervention. And so I'm going to pray with you, but before we do, I'm going to ask everyone in this room just to look at your hands for a moment. Would you look at your hand for just a moment? And, and I, I, when I look at my hands, I picture 
59 years of memory. You now know that I'm 59 years of age, and I, I can say, folk, the older you get, the easier it is to forget. I understand that. I often think of my father-in-law's hands. I have the privilege of spending some time with him when we're in Canada. And I, I, I've watched those hands for 35 years, and I've watched them grow older, and I've watched the veins of his hands get a little bigger, and I've watched when he hits an arm, instead of it bleeding, there's a, there's a blood spot. He says, Don, my, my skin is thinning. For some of you, you look at your hands, it speaks of age. For others, it speaks of hard work. Some of you have scars that bring back memories. For others, they're young hands that are just being formed by God. But here's the beautiful thing. Every one of us, God has gifted and given us abilities. And I want you as we pray. You know, it's okay sometimes to pray with your eyes open. The Bible says watch and pray. And I'm not going to close my eyes as I pray. If you're not comfortable with that, you can feel free to close your eyes. But why don't you, if you feel comfortable, leave your hands open and your eyes open and just say with me, Heavenly Father, as I look at my hands today, I, I know that it's you who gives the ability. And it's not for our own purposes, Lord. It's to be used to bless others. You see what is in my hands. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that I would be willing to take the abilities that you've given to me, give them back to you, and say, use them for your kingdom purposes as seems best to you. And Father, I pray that every hand in this room would be used at City Point Church to reach out to this community and beyond. Lord, as people go out onto that balcony and overlook the city of Montreal, give to this congregation a greater vision than they've ever had before to reach this city for Jesus and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you this morning.